Hello and welcome to episode 10 of Being Fed Up. I still, I, I can't seem to get rid of this guy. Alec is here. Introduce yourself. I'll set up right now if you want me to go. <laughs> I am Alex. I am your host. I know that's confusing. Alex, Alec, don't worry about it. It's not a big deal. We're basically the same person anyways. You can just call me by my last name like 90% of other people do. <laughs> yeah, but come on, internet privacy. You're just Alec. Your last name is a mystery to the world. I wonder what people think like we look like. I don't know if we talked about this before, but... <laughs> yeah, I am... Uh... I am multicultural. I I'm a little bit purple, a little bit green, a little bit orange, a little bit little bit beige, you know. I got like the whole gamut of skin tones. Are you like not of skin tones, you know? I look like a rainbow. You really changed since the last time I saw you. My god. <laughs> no, I'm a I'm a pasty white dude. I don't spend enough time outdoors apparently. Well, I mean, you're of Mediterranean descent, aren't you? I am. I am Italian. So then you should you should have a good tan going. You should be I able actually, to sit in the sun and get a nice I, glow. No, if I I this is like just a thing. When I start the summer, so I used to lifeguard back in high school, and so when I start my summers out, I typically will get burnt once, and then. After that, I don't get burnt again. I will just get more and more tan. But I, no matter how much sunscreen I put on, when it first like gets like warm and like the UV rays really kick in and it becomes you know the right time of year, I no matter I cannot stop myself from getting burned. But I don't get burnt bad, and then I'll get tan. I can tan pretty well and pretty easily. How about See, yourself? I have the opposite problem. I have Mediterranean blood, but it is it is dirtified or whatever the word would be dirtified. corrupted <laughs> corrupted with Irish and Polish blood. So if you set me out in the sun for like thirty minutes, mm. I turn red. It's not like pure Even Irish red. It's just like a little bit of a burn, and then I get a. It's like a mix between a burn and a tan. But I never get tan, tan. I usually just get, like, crisp. Interesting. Yeah. Like I, a chicken I get... nugget. <laughs> Ew. Oh, God. <laughs> what a disturbing image. <laughs> you actually gave me a genius idea. I, I'm going to talk about my descent a little bit. I'm going to pull up my 23 and me, and I'm going to, I'm going to go through some of the results. Ah, I'll pull up my, uh. My ancestry DNA, then, which yeah. is probably a lot less accurate than the Twenty Three and Me. This but. is good. I, I'm glad we're talking about this because, man, when we started, when we like started recording, I have, was like, "What the shit are we gonna talk about?" I had no freaking clue. I was just, I felt really brain dead. You know what? We've got that great connection. All right, I, I'm so. If you had to guess, like, just based off what I look like, because obviously you know, but most people don't. What would you say my predominant ancestry is, if you had to guess? Oh, predominant. Well, you got that afro. So, I would honestly say either, like, Italian or Greek. 
just by looks. Well, I I will blow your mind a little bit here. The yeah. biggest percentage of my makeup, according to 23andMe, I am 20% English from the greater Lon- from the greater London area. Yeah. No. Predominantly English. Yep. No, no, no. That's wrong. No, it 100 percent no, it, it is on my mom's side. Her family is basically a hundred percent English and Scottish. All right, hold on a second before you even go any further. Oh boy, yeah, that's the first bomb. You're hold gonna be you're gonna bl- lose your mind when you hear what I my predominant my second one is my second like biggest denomination is because between British and the second one that makes up fifty percent. How much was British? 20%. Technically 19.3, but I'm just going to round because it's easy. All right. But no, 23andMe, it's quite accurate. It even gives you, like, location and, like, area based on other people who had the match. I'm sorry. I'm looking. You know my love for darts, right? I do. I've talked to you about this before. If you look up any British darts player, you do not look 20% like any of them. Yeah. So but, I'm calling BS on. But continue. Go no, ahead. no, no, no. You are, you are, you are incorrect, sir. I am from the basically. There's like obviously you can see like scientific details on 23andMe, and it like kind of explains some of this stuff. But yeah, yeah no. So I am 20% Irish based on my DNA. Also, you have what? to consider. Well, no, no. You have to consider. Remember, like, alleles in jeans and stuff. I could have gotten more oh, God, from my no, dad. No. I could have gotten more stuff from my dad and, like, all these other different ancestries, but it's just how it all blends together and what gets picked. Okay. My second biggest one, would you care to guess what it is? You said it's going to blow me away? I think it will. I know, I I know will. for a fact what two of them are. I think I it think. will. My second biggest one. I'm going to go... Out of Europe. Nope. I'm gonna go. Nope. No. Nope. Damn. I was gonna say like something from the Middle East, like <laughs> Turkey or something. <laughs> I was going real out of the water. Nope. Um. Let's go with. I'm gonna say Spain. Incorrect. It is German. No. Yep, it's it's no, it's it's like a it's like a German French mix. Um, that's based off near the uh, near the Alps, like a a group of basically like mountainous people. Oh, okay. Of like the like like this goes back like a while. Like, so wait, like by Switzerland? This was like this was like France? the German tribes by like France and kind of Germany and Switzerland that rough area, and it's okay. like the people who settled around in those different areas and dispersed. That is fifteen percent. Jesus. Mm-hmm. I cannot believe this. I would never have thought that these were the most dominant genes that you have. And now I, the that, two I'm thinking of are going to be like five percent. No, I I think you're 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 decent because again those two so that's basically like thirty five percent. There's like some other little bits and pieces in there like twelve percent finish pretty much, 
which twelve percent. Here's the, here's the thing though. Finnish is very comparable to that like French and German regions, and that they all kind of come from the same like group of people. It was all like those Germanic tribes in like early Europe that kind of dispersed that rough like. Because think about Finland is like it. Finland connects to Germany. It's like that same oh, kind doesn't? of continue. It does, doesn't it? Yeah, I'm it's that same. Right it's on. that same continuous kind of span through Europe. Finland does not connect to Germany. Yeah, isn't it? Doesn't it connect to the top? No, you're thinking that Finland connects to Russia. That's Sweden Denmark. That's, with that's Denmark. Denmark. That's Denmark. That's on me. That's that's on me. embarrassing. Yeah, that is embarrassing. But no, well, it's certainly not be a history teacher after that. <laughs> it's We're okay. Finland, guys. I don't think I'm gonna be one anytime soon. But yeah, <laughs> so twelve percent of that kind of like northwestern European stuff. Then, I th- these will be uh, these will be a little bit more typical. The next biggest percentage, ten percent yeah. Italian. This That's one's really what I was cool. Waiting for. You you want to have your mind blown? It, yes. So it one of the things it pinpoints is the region you're from based on genetic matchup, right? Yeah. I've talked to my dad, and I've asked him about where our family in it- Italy descended from, because I thought I was more Italian. Yeah. Most of our Italian family are, like, going back several generations before, obviously, like, people came over. They lived in Calabria, Italy. 23 oh, and nice me. Region. 23 and me gives me an exact match on Calabria. For being the most likely place of origin. Where is Calabria? Southern Italy. North, south? Southern okay. Italy. It's I'm not quite. That. It's not quite Sicily south. It's not like on like oh, th- that it. part, but it's far south. Yeah. It's, and, okay, I see it. Yep. And then the next biggest percentage. This is basically eight percent. It's seven point eight. It's Greek and Balkan, and that's my like Croatian and like Mediterranean route. That's the other thing. I yeah that see those i think that's where i maybe get a lot of my like dominant traits from but that's only about eight <laughs> percent excuse me yep it's only about eight percent so what's left just a bunch of like random stuff now now that we're down to eight percent twenty percent eastern european technically 17.5 and this is kind of also it's like the slavic region but a little bit mm-hmm. more eastern and this this is heavily traced back to like it's like the Slavic area, like the Soviet Union era. It's that so like region. Belarus and stuff. Yeah, like by Croatia, basically. It's okay. like think about well, by so, Croatia. That's think, not well. Think about it like this: Croatia is like basically like obviously it's like by. It's got it's that like, weird shape. Yeah, it prevents e- Bosnians Easter- from going to swim. Exactly, Eastern Europe, but like it's all on the Mediterranean Sea. But think yeah. about it as people in the Mediterranean Sea, like Croatia. It's, like, you can either have, like, the westward expansion towards, like, Italy, Greece, that area, or it can be the eastward expansion to, like, the other Slavic regions and, like, the former, like, USSR and those things. So that makes sense. And then 0.4% Ashkenazi Jew. Oh, it's confirmed! It is confirmed. I mean, that makes sense, though. That's very common in that same Eastern European region. What is... What is Ashkenazi? It's just, uh, it's basically, like, when you think of, like, modern-day Judaism, that's basically, like, or, like, people from the Middle East, that's basically, like, Ashkenazi. Okay, because I know there's a bunch of different sects. Most Jewish people, you know, if they actually have, like, Jewish, like, roots, um, they would be Ashkenazi. And then I really like this. Here's here's where we get real fun. The last one and a half percent remaining. 
Okay. Would you like to guess what makes up most of my one and a half percent remaining? Do I get any hints or no? No, other than the fact that it's a region that has yet to be named. I'm going to go back to the Middle East. You are, uh, I mean, you're, you're debatably very close. Um, because these, these are, I mean, if you go back far enough and like look at stuff like origin wise and like the migration of people, the last big thing that makes up me, and it's not even big, it's like a percent basically, North African. Really? I mean, that makes total sense. Think about it. You get boats, you travel across the Mediterranean or you like loop around the outside. But those are also that. I mean, that's a very similar region to the Middle East. You just go east a little bit. Okay. One percent North African, and then the, basically, technically, it's like point nine, and then the remaining percentage is Western Asia. So again, the same kind of area, basically. Also, that like very close to like Middle Eastern Western Asia area. Okay. It does Damn, specifically it does specifically mention stuff in here, like in the explanation about like the spread of Islam. Okay. It's very cool. That is cool. I, I don't know if mine is I love gonna be as breakdown. specific, but I loved yours. I love this breakdown. One of the things I think is really interesting, not to like cut you off, obviously, before you no, get into no. yours, is apparently Finnish DNA is super specific. What do you mean? It's like it's there's a lot of very unique markers in Finnish DNA, and oh, so. they that's like it's like not a very common thing for people to have. Okay, so then and you're, and uh, I have I have special. like a, I have like I mean it's not much but I do have a percentage of that which like that's like very identifiable because it, it does stand out and it's so distinct. Mm. Ooh, do you want to go years now? I'm excited. Sure. So. I'm still really surprised that yours was British and Irish were your top oh, two. British makes sense. Both my mom's grandparents were like, they might have been first generation Americans. Okay. That's pretty cool. I never knew that. I would have always guessed. My mom's, my mom's surname is Woods to show you how like English they are. Oh, okay. That makes yeah. more sense then. So my story is a little more cloudy because i don't know if i ever told you about this but there's been a lot of like new family information we've recently found i might have told you this before you have mentioned this to me before in a so, limited yeah. capacity so basically my grandfather on my dad's side we just found out a couple of years ago was adopted mm -hmm. so we've been trying our best to like go through records and find birth certificates and things like that to figure out <clears throat> where he was from, where he was adopted from, obviously, what his real last name was. And we've had a lot of trouble with that. So okay. <clears throat> a lot of what we thought was true is now like no longer true. So that was why we ended up getting the ancestry DNA. So I've done this. My dad has done this. My grandma has done this. So very the picture's excited. becoming more clear, but not super clear. So my top okay, estimate I guess. at 30%, Ooh. you can guess. Top estimate. Knowing you, I have to go the predominant one is going to be Polish. It, it's 
It's a range. It's Czech Republic, Slovakia, Poland, and Lithuania. No, okay, that's a very that's a pretty concentrated region, though. A lot of those so, are very yeah. small nations. One, but there's a more specific region on here. That's only Czech Republic. It looks like it's all of the Czech Republic, all of Poland, a mm-hmm. little bit of Slovakia, and southern Lithuania. So it's yeah. a pretty concentrated region. Yeah, it, it's a lot of those are very small states. Czech but that, that's the one that we knew. That was the yeah. one. That was one of the two main ones that we knew. Sure. The second one is one that we did not know, and we mm-hmm. had no idea until we did this test. I'm this giddy. is twenty-eight percent. I can't. And wait this to has a specific region. Ooh. So, are you gonna tell me are you gonna tell me you're Russian? Is it gonna say you're from like the Soviet Union? <laughs> I don't know, is that your guess? Yeah. Well that's not right, sadly. Even though Damn. my name is <laughs> my full name is pretty much Russian. It's from it's the... some Sorry, of your listeners might be uh from this area. It's Donegal, I hope I said that right, Ireland. <gasps> Oh my god! No, that's not it's... where the, my listeners are from. <laughs> but that's that's so funny. I think that's great because like the area we grew up in was so heavily Irish Catholic, and I yeah. just lo- I I thought it was so funny how like I am just I'm like zero percent Irish. I thought the same thing. I thought I was zero percent, but I'm twenty eight. So this is northwest <laughs> northwest Ireland. That's it's right next to Northern cool. Ireland. I bet your family was related to the IRA. I think that's all your fault. Please do not say that. <laughs> Please don't link me with those people. <laughs> but that actually ties into like what we think my grandpa's last name was. Oh my god. I don't know if it's true. Was it like O'Donoghue or something? Oh, it was bad. It, do you want me to say it? Oh do my gosh, yes. Guess? Oh, it's it's gotta be something super Irish. I I can't even <laughs> guess. I just want to hear. <laughs> it's Quigley. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> That's so, fantastic. I love that. I'm really glad we didn't get stuck with that. Oh, my initials would have been AQ. <laughs> I would have loved uh, your nickname would have been Quigley or like Quig. Oh, that would have been the worst thing possible. So now you're actually gonna be. I didn't realize this must have just got updated because this is yeah, completely tw- different. 23 and me regularly updates. We're so my next one is 26% mm-hmm. from Italy. Hey, you're more Italian but, than I am. But we always thought we were from Sicily, but this just got updated. And you are we're not from the father. Oh my goodness. Can you so, imagine if, like, at some point, like, our ancestors <laughs> knew each other? Can you imagine? <laughs> our, our, our fucking ancestors, they're someday, like, they're, like, bored out in the sun and fucking clobber. They're like, oh, we don't want to work the fields anymore. They go sit down, have, like, a glass of wine. They're talking about bullshit. They're like, do you ever wonder where your ancestors are from? <laughs> I mean, we Maybe could be all this has happened this before. We could be related. You never know. So now <laughs> that those three are like, that's almost ninety percent. Those three. So there's it looks like there's, let's see, one, two, three, four. There's six that are five percent or less. So I can get into those, but it's not a huge amount. This, no, this one got that, added too. That, that's a lot of the fun stuff, the nitty gritties. You heard all mine. So then, 
my first this is a pretty wide actually this is actually kind of specific so five mm-hmm. percent the region is the balkans but it narrows down to albania or western <gasps> greece vampire yeah I just want to let you know also, I have a map of the world pulled up while we're going through this. Okay. Well, on on Ancestry, it gives you a map of the world. Same. Mine does too, and it, like, highlights it, but, like, obviously I can't see yours, so it, like, it does me good to have this. Okay. That's fantastic. That's awesome. I know. I always used to make my... I don't know why my parents get rage when I say I'm Greek, but I always... When this... When we first took the test... It was super unspecific. So mm-hmm. my Italian said like 30% Italian and Greek. So I would always just say, oh, I'm well, Greek. That's the cool thing about like... Greek, Greek thing. That's the cool thing about more and more people doing these tests is that they get more and more accurate as they have more sample data to base off of. It's awesome to watch it get updated all the time. I know, it's so because cool. I, there's so many updates from just checking back right now. I haven't checked in such a long time. One of the really cool things about 23andMe that I love is it, it tells you if there's Neanderthal DNA in you. Because oh, really? there's there's I I my evolutionary biology is shitty, but there's like Neanderthals and there's is it Homo sapiens Neanderthals that coexisted and basically we got rid of Neanderthals by fucking them out of existence. Oh, that's pretty hot actually. That's really hot. I'm gonna I, look something up after we're done today. There's basically seven <clears throat> seven thousand four hundred sixty-two variants of Neanderthal DNA that they can detect. I have 250 variants that do show up. Oh, damn. And l- let me read you what the Neanderthal DNA may influence. You have okay. one variant associated with generally not feeling angry while hungry. Totally true. I can go days without eating and be fine. I have two variants associated with being a better sprinter than I do distance runner. If you remember back in time before I got fat and injured and out of shape and just ruined my body, I used to be pretty fast. (laughs) I don't know about that one. You can believe whatever you want. (laughs) I have two variants associated with preferring uh, sweet food over salty. Okay, that's an interesting variant. Yeah. I love how um, there's a gene for that. I have I have no so basically there's variants here's here's what some of the other ones. There's variants that are associated with having basically hoarding has been linked okay. to certain Neanderthal variants. I have no I have none of those. Oh darn. I have so none of the variants associated with like Based so okay, this one's kind of hard to explain or do it succinctly. There's a variant associated with like you get itchier from mosquito bites than the average person. I don't have those. I don't have any any of the variants associated with having a bad sense of direction. I have none of the variants associated with a lack of fear of heights. So you have a fear of heights. It's more likely for me. Okay. I have zero variants associated with the fear of public speaking. Okay. I have no variants associated with poor smelling ability. <laughs> I have zero variants dog? associated with chin dimples. 
I have no variants associated with um, stretch marks. I have no variants associated with eating leafy greens frequently. There's a ton of them. I'm not going to go into all of them. No, this is cool. Here's I want to know this now. But but there's even more. There's even more stuff. There's like these things about like paternal haplogroups, which is basically tracking like your father's lineage, like based on how they migrated and all this other stuff. And this is really cool. Basically, like, both of my, like, lines for, far enough back, and I mean, this is the case with most people, they originated in very comparable areas in East Northern Africa. Okay. It's That's very cool. Yeah. That is. No, this is, Wait. it's, the others, oh, do you want to, do you want to hear, more? you were talking about Greek, being Greek. Oh, Okay, I still have, like, two more that I can – and then we can yes. go back to yours, or we can just go on to something else either way. But I'll go through these quickly. So then I have another 5% that's southwestern France. Ooh. Not very specific, but then I have mm-hmm. 2% that's specifically Latvia. Like, <laughs> it says Baltics, but it has Latvia and, like, this deep purple, and the rest of it's just outlined. Mm-hmm. 2% – um southern german it looks mm-hmm. like it says germanic empire which sounds uh that that's what sweet. mine is that that's like that's like the germanic tribes going back okay. further so then i have two that are one per- do you want to try to guess those two that are one percent you kind of get yes. out there okay yeah two that Ooh. are one percent if i had to guess i'm gonna say turkish and iranian iranian is one of them Purely, it's purely Iranian, not the, Middle okay. East. It's purely Iranian. Fine. Uh, let me. I'm gonna. So then, the other one I'm gonna say is, oh, this one. This is a new one from the update. I'm gonna go with Moroccan. No, it's close though. Well, kind of close, I guess. It's Sardinia. Sardinia. I don't know where Sardinia is. Care to educate me? That's that little island to the west of italy ah like where sicily is right it so sicily is the little island right if you go northwest of that okay it's the big one okay okay gotcha gotcha so that one that's, is new that's too. by like almost crete isn't it no crete no, ignore is me east. ignore me ignore me yeah i is by turkey i'm not looking at a good map right now <laughs> just google sardinia no, no, no. I, I, I know what you're talking about. Now. I know what you're talking about now. So, would you like to hear some of the more kind of, like, interesting things yes. on my thing? So yes. obviously Yours is a there's... lot more specific, which I like. Yeah. This one, it can tell you, it predicts physical features, right? There's okay. a 79% chance I will have little to no back hair. Oh, I wish I had that one. There is a 92% chance I will not be balding or develop a bald spot. Have you developed one yet? Nope. I have thick, wonderful, luscious hair. Yeah, okay. My dad still has his hair, too. My dad has a full head of hair. Does he just shave, then? He shaves it regularly, and it still grows back thick and full. I was going to say, this I don't is actually, think I this recall is a really what funny story. Like. This is a really funny story my dad told me. So... Uh, the place he works... I'm not... I'm going to try to... I'm going to be vague about this. Somebody no, he worked with... You. Yeah. Somebody he worked with gave him a compliment and they said if i had a full head of hair like you did there's not a chance in hell i'd be shaving it 
because a lot of the people he works with, even if they're younger, are balding. Oh wow! There's a lot of yeah. people that bald really young, which is like I have I have a, I have a friend who already kind of has like a bald spot, and I think it's hysterical. Those so, are horrible genetics. Uh, yeah, but there's a lot worse you could get. Like I have fucked up joints and other stuff, but I have good hair. <laughs> hey, good hair is an important thing to have. So another one. There's a 63% chance I do not have chink. Uh, cheek <laughs> dimples. Sorry, I like mer. I merged two words together. Whoa, I almost said saying like. That. No, no, sorry. I I scrolled to the next one because the next <laughs> one's about cleft chins, and I I scrolled too quickly. I sure kind of. Sure you myself. did. Sure okay. You did. So yeah, sixty three percent chance I don't have cheek. I almost did it again. Cheek <laughs> dimples. It's hard to say cheek dimples. I don't know why. Okay, that's. I, I don't though, so that makes sense. 78% chance I don't have a cleft chin. A cleft chin, I mean, in case okay. you don't know, it's like the butt chin. Oh, I hate those. I do not have one. Although, this is bad. There's a 62% chance I will develop or have had dandruff. Oh, I know how that goes, man. I don't know if you deal with that a lot, but... This one's really cool. I'm a perfect even 50-50 split on my earlobe types. Fifty percent chance. Fifty percent chance. I have detached versus oh. regular versus attached. Which one do you have? Um, you know? I have attached, but it's a it's a fifty fifty chance, which means I could. It was totally equally likely I could have had either. This is an okay. this is another good one. Eighty one percent chance I will not experience hair loss or thinning before the age of forty. Which I mean that makes sense. My dad's. 50s and he's still got a full head of hair i'm gonna hit you with some uh some hair loss stuff i'm gonna sneak it into your shower we're gonna prove that one wrong like, like rogaine my hair's gonna start falling out mm -hmm. i so okay basically i don't know if you know about this there's like different types of earwax i don't know if you're familiar with this uh, i was definitely not familiar with the types there is of earwax wet <laughs> and there is dry earwax okay okay Dry earwax is typically found in people of East Asian descent. It says, according to this, 80 to 95% of people. And it's not very common in people of European or African descent, right? So basically, everybody else has wet earwax. I, 93% chance wet earwax, which, yeah, that's, that's definitely what I have. This one, I think, is really cool. This one is eye color. This gives me a fat breakdown. 27% okay. chance of having dark brown eyes. 25% chance of having dark hazel eyes, 20% of having light hazel eyes, 13% light brown eyes, 9% chance of having green eyes, 3% chance of having blue eyes, 3% chance of having green eyes. You have brown, don't you? Some sort I, of brown? I have dark hazel eyes. However, I have light hazel in my irises. I have like if you've ever looked closely at my eyes, which I don't think you have. Oh, I do every we, time we we've never, out, Except for when we're closely intimate, you know? <laughs> I have I have gold, basically, streaks. Like, almost like... Think about, like, the sun. Think about, like, how a kid, a child, like, draws a sun, right? Like, a circle yeah. with lines coming out of it. I have, like, the lines coming out of my eyes. Like, going, like, outwards. But they're gold streaks. Hmm. 
It's very cool. I love that how my cool. eyes look. There, it's hard to notice because my eyes are predominantly brown, but there are some very cool things in irises. Do either of your parents have blue eyes or no? They're both brown. Both brown. Okay. Finger length ratio. This is, I didn't know this existed. So th- these have been updated since the last time I checked. 71% okay. chance my ring finger is longer than my index finger. Is it? Ooh, I'm trying to figure it out. What do you figure it out? You just look at it. I, well, it's, I mean, they, the knuckles start at different places. I'm trying to, like, get it flat, you know? Oh. It Mine is. Are... Oh, my God, it is. This, I didn't realize that. It blows my mind. <laughs> I have a 76% chance of having no freckles. I do not have freckles. That's, yeah. There's uh, some of these I don't know. I don't know. Do you know what photo bleaching is for no, hair? I, yeah. I've never heard of that. I don't know what that is. So we're just going to move past hair. it. Well, oh, you're going to love it. Oh, sorry. Yeah. No, I just looked it up. Photo bleaching is what happens when hair color lightens after long exposure to the sun. 64% chance I have photo bleaching. I can see that. You... My hair I think my hair gets lighter in the summer when I'm outside a lot. Okay. Yeah, then that would be it. Oh, you're gonna love this one. This is hair texture. Oh. 34% chance of having slightly wavy hair. Uh, 29% chance. chance 29% chance of having wavy hair. 16% chance of having big curls. 10% chance of having small, 9% chance of having straight hair, 2% chance of having tight curls. No, I think that makes sense, though. I definitely have, like, a little bit wavy hair with, like, a bit of curl in it. I really don't get, like, an afro because, like, my hair really won't get, like, that thick and that dense. Like, it will get, like, thicker and cluster, but my hair never gets to, like, afro or, like, fluffy or, like, fuzzy proportions, you know? You got a mini fro. When it Not grows really, out, though. it gets many. Yeah. Ooh, dark hair. 44% chance of having dark brown hair. 35, light brown. Light brown? Light brown. 16% chance of having dark blonde. 3% chance of having light blonde. 2% of having black. I do have, I do have, I would say, dark blonde hair. What color? I don't even remember what color your hair is. It... Yeah, have you seen the picture of me from when I'm super young where I had like I used to have aggressively blonde hair until I was maybe like 12 or 13 and then it got much darker. I like to joke that's when uh, that's when I really lost my motivation to live, you know. The determination <laughs> and the will really died and my hair changed <laughs> color with it. <laughs> it's a sign. Yeah, definitely. All right. You'll be surprised by this. Ninety-four percent chance I don't have red hair. <laughs> I'm really shocked. Shocking. Shocking. Ooh, this is nifty. This is skin pigmentation. Okay. Less than one percent chance of dark brown skin. Six percent chance of having light brown skin. Fifteen percent chance of having fair skin. Sixteen percent chance of having olive skin. 24% chance of having moderately fair, 39% chance of having light beige. See, I think that makes sense, though, because I typically do have, like, light beige. Like, it's not, like, super, super white like a lot of people, but it's definitely not, like, permanent tan. But I can get to that olive skin color very easily. 
What did they consider moderately fair? They have colors next to all these in like a chart. Oh, okay. Moderately fair is um, it's. Uh, I'm gonna see if I can find this. It's like, think about like like, like a cartoon, like the color of like like think about like Family Guy potentially, like the color that they draw characters in like. That. Oh, like Peter Griffin. Kind of. That would be like okay. moderately fair. Yeah. Okay. Light beige is, I mean, it. Light beige is basically band aid color. Okay, I see that then. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of these, so I'm gonna be a little more selective now. Um. Ooh, this one unibrow. I would love to see what yours would be for this. A hundred percent. Fifty-five percent chance you have a little bit of a unibrow, which I do. There's like I'll get like a hair or two that'll creep up in between, but not much more. I had a twenty-three percent chance to have a moderate to thick unibrow. Damn, that's actually kind of high. I know. And there's some other ones in here, but those kind of suck, so I'm not gonna read them all off. You're making me want to get one of these now, even dude, though dude, I have this, the other one. This was definitely the move. I absolutely love it. There's also some really interesting ones about, like, wellness and stuff. Well, how much was this? Was this just, like, the general one? Uh, no, this was the DNA. This was, okay. like, the health and wellness as well. They actually – there's one that's, like, met – they can also diagnose, like, stomach problems and stuff. Oh, I should have done it. Yeah, I was going to say you could really use that one. Oh, with my all my IBS. Oh, Hey, you've been having stomach problems too, apparently. Yeah, it was because I, I had a change in my diet recently. Oh, did you go vegan? No, no, I would never do that. Are you kidding me? I barely eat vegetables as it is. Uh-huh. I started drinking this, uh, it's kind of like a powder you put in your water. It's supposed to help you, like, it's supposed to, like, calm you down and raise your magnesium levels and stuff. I don't know if it works or not, but... I thought you were going to say keep you regular, because I'm familiar no, with that stuff. No, it's not like Metamucil. Yeah, I was but thinking Metamucil. Supposedly, it changes like your bowel movements and stuff, so I think I had a little bit too much, like a, a higher dose than I should have, and I've been uh, I've been paying the price the last couple of days with that, so I'm going to... Does it feel so night. great, does it? No, it's constant pain. <laughs> like, no matter what I'm doing, no matter how I'm sitting, it doesn't go away. And this yeah. morning I woke up and I was just like, oh my god, I feel miserable. Best and thing I, you can probably do is just drink water and just try to let it pass. Oh, it's gone now. That's nice. There was a, there was a thing this morning that happened, so it's fine now. Uh, I've I'm been, not going to get into more detail about that. But. Some of my uh, friends at school, one of them kind of found out not too long ago that he's like, he's like developed an intolerance to lactose basically and like cheese and stuff. And, like, he used to be fine when he had it, but it's gotten substantially worse recently. And I'm not going to say I'm happy that it happened, but I, I feel so vindicated. <laughs> because, like, I have have had these problems for so long, and it's been so shitty. But now other people can relate that, like, are in my life. Wait, so it's is wonderful. yours related to dairy? Or... No, 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 no. But just stomach problems in general. Okay. You know? I was going like, to say. No matter what causes them, all stomach problems are like kind of comparable. It's like bloating, cramping, diarrhea, constipation. It's like a pretty yeah. limited like combo of symptoms. That would be so miserable. I eat so much dairy every day, and I cannot imagine just like not you really having any. You eat a lot of dairy? Yeah, I have, I have two Yoplait yogurts every day. I usually <laughs> have ice cream every day. Every day? Yeah. 
my stomach does get a little irritated, but like I feel like that's just because if you have too much, you're gonna get irritated no matter what. But I have a lot, and I usually have cereal in the morning too, and I obviously have milk with that, and that's not like almond milk or soy milk or anything. So I feel like it's getting a bit boring, so I'm not gonna like read off all of these. But did you know there's like a bunch of uh, other things in 23 and Me? There's also like traits. It tells you. Like so, there's like physical features. Like... No, but like characteristics of you that have a strong genetic component. Okay, just give me like an example or two. Yeah, yeah. So, um, uh, there's I don't know if you've heard about this. There's a small portion of people who don't like cilantro because it tastes different to them, right? It has a. I think almost, my roommate it, doesn't it like describes cilantro. almost as like a soapy flavor, and it's like yeah, super so strong and overpowering. Does. But for most people, that's not how it tastes. It tastes – I am one of those people who has that soapy flavor, and I was – I've had this, and I've never really liked cilantro my whole life. When I got the 23andMe results and it actively told me that, I thought that was so cool because it says it, I'm, I'm likely to dislike cilantro for that reason. That's so weird. Another fun one. So do you know – have you – do you know what uh, the photic sneeze reflex is? Mm, when not. you see a bright light some people sneeze like when they go outside they might sneeze because of the sun i did not know that was a thing but now i do basically it's like some people like bright lights and the sun will make them sneeze so are you one of those people i am not and this is actually interesting because i was talking with a friend about this not too long ago he's like oh man yeah i sneeze every time i step outside in the morning and i was like really because i didn't know that was a thing because it doesn't happen to me yeah, I, I would have never total, thought of that. I was totally oblivious. But no, it happens to uh, some of my friends from school. And I I think it's cool that I that doesn't happen to me. And it's like this is like an explanation. No, this is really cool. This I is know. so in-depth. Another fun one is uh, – this is the last one I'm going to read off. Um, I'll read off two more. So first one, ability to match musical pitch. You are unlikely to be able to match a musical pitch based on your genetics. I think that's so funny. You, you, I remember music class going all the way back. Oh, God. <laughs> that was Don't not make great. me remember that. <laughs> you won't have to. Don't worry. All right. We'll get away from that now. The last one. I'm gonna read up. <laughs> public me. speaking. Fear of public speaking. You are unlikely, based off your genetics, to have a fear of public speaking. I genuinely don't, which I think that's so funny. It's like, it's, see that thing, like there's obviously some questionable stuff to a lot of it, but like a lot of it is things that I thought about myself that this has confirmed. Like, that's cool. You question the accuracy, but it's like, you well, you know, like when you think you might perceive something about yourself, like yeah. obviously you might not be correct or accurate, but it's not like. It's not like these are biases created by me seeing this test. It's these are things I thought about myself that have now been like vindicated almost. Yeah. I I love it. The the 23 and me is so freaking cool. It was the, no, one of the best things I ever did. That's a lot more information than I got with ancestry DNA. So It also maybe it a, didn't maybe a slight plug for 23 and me. It really didn't take that long to do either. How long did you have to wait to get your results? Um it took me maybe like Three weeks? It really wasn't that long. Oh, wow. The estimated time was several months. Yeah, I was going to say mine took three months. So, 
Yeah, my like they showed you like estimated time frames for each step in the process, and you can track as it goes through it. But no, it was super short. But I, this talk of genetics is, I, I think, really interesting because I love seeing this because we're American, and America is a new country. It's like two, two fifty, three hundred years old. You know, it's in that range. Mm-hmm. Most other countries are substantially older. Like, we, and I think this is funny, we have one of the oldest, or, like, one of the longest-standing governments because our government has not changed in the history of our country. Most other countries, they can be ten times older than we are, but their governments have changed and shifted over the years, and there have been, like, revolutions and riots and all that stuff. The U.S. has never had that. So... I... I guess we are pretty stable then. There's never been like a time I've ever worried about like an armed uprising happening, besides maybe obviously right now like the civil war. <laughs> but yeah, no. So like we have a really like our country is like new, but people, you're. I mean, unless you're a Native American, you aren't from America. You aren't oh, yeah, from obviously. this country. So th- this is like. Imagine, like, a lot of people in other countries, their family has been in that place for a long time. And, I mean, sure, there's going to be some slight genetic diversity based on, like, where you kind of originated way back. But people in Europe, a lot of them really didn't move around a lot. So then coming to America, we get this big melting pot, this big hodgepodge of, like, origins. And I think it's so cool to be able to see all this stuff. I love it. But, like, like my, I have a friend who... He uh, both his parents are Chinese, and he's like, yeah, twenty three and Me is useless for uh, Asian people. He said because you you don't have that diversity really. It's like you will be like ninety nine percent like Chinese or like Japanese or whatever. You know, it's like you like a lot of other regions don't have the same diversity. I love that. Yeah, I never That's thought so about great. it that way. It's so, so great. So this is really only like super useful for people who live here then i guess not like, exclusively, even if you live in europe but like it can be useful obviously like for some people in europe but yeah for the most part it's it's substantially more useful to you and i than it would be to somebody who like say they they live in ireland and they know their family's been there for six generations i never thought of that i can't believe i never thought of it like that it's mind-blowing right it's, it's such like a super simple thing now, it's such a but... simple thing but it, it blows your freaking mind i love it because i see commercials well i don't not anymore really but i used to see commercials for that all the time here and i do you think they even bothered advertising it in like europe or asia or south america or anything they might not be able to advertise it because of just uh like laws about stuff what do you mean laws also they might not have like facilities like you i sent it in the mail but it like i don't know if there are labs in other places you know Oh, yeah, true. But no, like, so a lot of other countries, they have laws where if you are going to show a medication, you can't say the name. Or if you, you can either say the name, you can show it, or you can, sorry, I fucked that up. You can say the name, and in which case you can't show it, or you can show it and you can't say the name. Basically, it's like a lot of stuff to prevent like targeted kind of like biological or like medical products being aimed at the consumer a lot of countries especially in europe have much stricter laws about those whereas like that's why 20 like 23 and me got briefly shut down in the u.s by the fda oh it did yeah very briefly uh 
this might have been like 2015 this was a long time ago but yeah so it might not even be allowed in a lot of other countries damn i don't think about like any of these things i feel like you have a more you you have a more (laughs) creative mind than i do when it comes to thinking about things i'm just kind of like oh i hear the information and i take it in and then that's it i'm kind of a bum though like i i no, I, I really am. It'll be difficult for me to, like, focus on one thing for a long time and really stick to it, but my mind will wander a lot. And so I this is why I'll think about such, like, the range of stuff that I do. But, like, you know way more than I do about a lot of, like, sports stuff, and, like, you are, like, a much better, like, student and more diligent than I am in a lot of things. Well, that's, like, two topics. You're much better at... There, there's more than that. Not really. Those are, those are the easy off-the-cuff ones to name. Those are the only off-the-cuff ones to name. You don't give yourself enough credit. <laughs> well, that's, that's I mean, up for let's, debate. Let's, let's go back, like, oh, too many years. I feel like an old piece of crap. I mean, you did better you than I did on, like, the ACT and all that stuff. I mean, that's not really that great of a analysis of how smart a person is that's no but i'm not talking like, about how smart we are though i'm just saying like you have like a different like focus and a different concentration than i do like your brain works just differently mine maybe like wanders and jumps around a lot more um but like yours does not it's like it's very different mindsets so i'll think about all this other random bull crap but like you you have this much more procedural steady thought process so then why would a that's why I don't understand why university would focus so much on an ACT score because that's one specific way of looking at a problem and thinking about it. Oh, I'm not talking so about college admissions. Want... I'm not talking about college admissions. I'm I just, know, but that it's just like makes a me good. Think about it's a that. good way to highlight a difference. Yeah. No, I agree, but it just makes me think like a lot of colleges are like phasing that out now. Well, I don't know if a lot of colleges are, but I'm hearing about colleges that are starting to worry. This is, about... this is one of the things that I, I really – I get a kick out of. I think it's very funny. What? In high school, I really did not do that great in a lot of my classes. I really slacked off and procrastinated and just like – I would come home and I'd play video games or watch Netflix or something. I yeah. would not do schoolwork. And that's like a pretty classic story. But eventually, like towards the end, I did kind of buckle down and get my like act together a little bit. Still wasn't great. There's a lot of valuable like study skills that I didn't really learn, but I got accepted into some pretty good schools. But then some schools that were like okay or like upper tier or like high middle, you know, like like good but not like the top tier. I uh-huh. didn't get in, which I think that's so funny. Like I got into uh, U Chicago, but I got turned away from U of I. I think that's so funny. Really? Yeah, that's one of the U things of that I is... turned you down. Well, I got like accepted into like pre-engineering. Okay. But well, doesn't not, U of I have like I a get, really good engineering? I didn't program? get direct accepted. Yeah, but still, think about like the acceptance rate of that versus a school like U Chicago. Yeah, U Chicago is pretty exclusive, isn't it? It's got one of the lowest acceptance rates in the nation. I was actually really proud of that for a little while, but I think that's so funny. Like, I really didn't. I didn't come across that great from like a transcript. But if you like can read between the lines, there's a lot of potential there that I just squander. Well, <laughs> I feel like a transcript isn't really a good way of evaluating a person. Like, even when you look at like a resume okay. or something okay. like that, like that that is the most. So simple way to evaluate someone. So based on what they can fit on a piece of paper. I I 
I disagree with you a little bit there. How um, dare you? you I can't think disagree. I think somebody with like a good transcript and like good academics, it shows that they have their act together. But the big thing for me is it doesn't explain how or why they have their act together. Look at somebody who has like a super super like overbearing parents for example Mm -hmm. they might be on you and they might like tell you to do all these things and they might set you up for success whereas somebody who doesn't have that same direction it's a lot easier for them to squander that potential but the person who didn't have the same direction and guidance wouldn't have a lot of that strength on paper the other person did but 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 they are unproven. So is it better to kind of go with like the more proven option or the unproven one? It, it, there's like a level of independence that it's really hard to judge in there, which is why, I mean, some some colleges, especially out of like Ivy League and high tier colleges, they're getting rid of, they're not using it. They don't want or ask for ACT or SAT scores anymore. They care about essays and transcript. And I kind of like that. I think those two really do tell most of the story. No, Obviously- I agree. Obviously, like, you have to, like, kind of meet people and, like, talk about it, and there's, like, more in there. But, no, I think, I mean, that's the only reason I think I got accepted into Chicago. I mean, subpar grades, subpar a lot of stuff, but then got accepted. I mean, I've, I got a, I got the deferred, not the deferred, what's the, yeah, is it deferred when they, like, push it, no, push it back? Like, Maybe. I didn't get ex- I, I so I applied. You get waitlisted? Yeah, that's what it was. I didn't get accepted the first round. Like I didn't get accepted. Negative. I didn't get accepted in the first round, but then I got, I got, I was like, they're like, but if you want to, you can fill out this form and we'll like waitlist you and consider you later. Yeah, but I, I think, think that's that, waitlist. So I got, I got basically pre-engineering at U of I. I got accept, I got def- waitlisted, but then accepted at U Chicago. Um, some other schools, in there, but one of the schools I got turned away from was Tulane. Really? Yeah, Did I thought that was a good program or no? No, awful. I think I applied to some whack major like it was I think it was like it called engineering science or something. It okay. was very odd. They don't they didn't have like really they're not a STEM school. They're very much a like a, a like if you want to be like a lawyer or something, that's very much a school for that. Okay. But I thought that was funny like looking at the schools I got turned away and denied from. And again, I mean this was ages ago now, but I think it really goes to show a lot about the different processes. But, like, it, it does kind of show you the caliber of their school based on the quality of their process, I like to think. That's, like, I may not be great, but I think I'm a good indicator for a lot of stuff because I don't work as hard as I should. Sometimes I can, but, like, I have motivation issues a lot. I think there might be some underlying issues there as well, like... When I was, like, super young, I was diagnosed with ADHD. Fun fact. And I say super young, maybe, like, fourth or fifth grade. But I never did anything about it. But then my sister was also diagnosed. And she, like, and she was, like, I don't want to say treated for it. But, like, she was, like, medicated. She was, like, medicated and, like, saw people about it. Okay. And she was also diagnosed like a con- like I think we both saw somebody around the same time, but my parents pursued doing stuff for her, but not for me. But That's then my weird. sister has followed this much more standard trajectory in life, which I think is interesting. And I'm a much more like outside of the box person, but I think there's a lot of similarities. It- similarities between you two or Yes, but like okay, so th- and this is what I'm talking about me being an indicator. I think I 
because my brain has been like a lot more like it wanders a lot more and it maybe isn't as focused like i don't take it like any medication for stuff uh-huh. and so i think i didn't really study for tests so i would go in and i would just have to use like the knowledge i had or like critical thinking skills right yeah to try to figure stuff out instead and so if i couldn't figure it out i'd do bad otherwise i'd do fine but I would never really change or learn from my mistakes. So I think I developed really solid critical thinking skills because it was how I could do well, and those have carried me a long way. Obviously, it's not the best for retaining knowledge, but I have phenomenal critical thinking skills because I was like a, a I didn't work very hard. And it's it's indicative of a lot of stuff because it shows you like where that's why I said I think I'm an indicator cuz I do have great critical thinking skills, and there's a lot of people who are good at studying and rote memorization but don't have those same skills. Obviously, if you can get both pieces of, of the puzzle together, that's when you see, like, really incredible people and great success. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I think it's very – it's a very telling narrative. So then do you ever – do you ever like wish you were on the other side of that coin? Like I do. You were your sister, and she was you. I think if I maybe had been like, I think if I had maybe had a little bit more like focus when I was younger, and I had learned to study and work hard, I this is something I thought about a lot. I would be very curious to see where my life had gone. I wonder if I would have ended up being almost like. Uh, if I I could I I don't want to say any people's names, but like think about no, people who we who we used to go to school with, like back in like middle school and grade school, who who were like were very focused and worked hard. There's somebody I'm thinking of in particular. But yeah, I don't like, know if I'm thinking of the same person. You might have to tell me after we're done with this. But it was a girl who was in our grade when we were younger. Who like think about like there's some who were great examples of like they worked super hard and they were great students and I mean they're obviously very smart people but they went to like incredible universities. Okay, I think I might know now, but but like a little unsure. I think potentially that that could have been me, but I yeah. I do definitely like the person I am now. And obviously this is all what if you know if this well, had done yeah. differently and I I can't go back and I can't actually do this and this is why I I want to have kids someday i want to have kids and i think i'm like intelligent enough to where my kids can be super freaking smart but if i if i help them out a little bit and keep them on track a little bit at least when they're young and just get them that skill set they need i think i think that i could raise some super successful kids so then since you want to have kids you obviously want to get married then as well right oh 100 percent. okay i think that's really interesting from the conversations i've had with just like other ones of my friends i mm-hmm. most people that i talk to it, it there's not really like oh well maybe i'll get married mar- maybe i won't and maybe i'll have children maybe i won't you're either very strongly in the camp of yes i'm gonna have married and yes i'm gonna have children mm-hmm. or you're like yes i'm gonna get married and i'm not gonna have children or just no to both like you're just resigned to being like oh i'll be a good like uncle or i'll just enjoy life and have a bunch of friends mm-hmm. or something like that it, it, it's, it's interesting because oh, I, yeah people have very different backgrounds exactly too, come to the same thing i know i know exactly what you're talking about i have some friends who are very strongly against i am very for i just like i just think about it like i i think there's a like a lot of mistakes in my life that i've been self-reflective enough and like observant enough 
to notice. And those are things I could help my kids like avoid in their life. They could set them up on a great track to success. And like, I don't think of my life and what I've done so far as a failure, uh-huh. but I, I think I, I have a good idea of how to how to get somebody else to realize their potential but there's a lot of legwork in there that it's difficult for me to be driven enough to put in but i can help other people stay on that track i also just like there's a lot of things about being a dad that just seem great like i would love i love like cooking i would love to have like a yard and grill i even like the smell when i like mow the lawn i would love to have like a house and raise a family get a dog that all that just sounds like such an incredible life to me Oh, I agree. That's something I just, that I want to. It's, and I don't like, I don't have this crazy dream. I don't want to be like, why? Like, obviously, I don't have this dream of me being like wildly successful, of having like tons of money. You know, I just, I want to be like comfortable, be able to raise like a a small family, and that just, even if I don't end up getting married, which like obviously I have no idea what's gonna happen, I might still like adopt because I just I do want kids because I I think that seems like a very fulfilling thing in life. I just. Like, I want to be able to, like, share what I've learned with somebody else and pass that on. No, I completely agree with you. So you have, like, a a set goal of – I know you don't really have a set goal of, like, a partner you want to be with, but you have the set goal of you want to be married, you want to have kids. And I feel like you have a pretty solid, like, career goal, too. Do you or not really? Um. Uh, that that varies from moment to moment. I mean, there was a okay. time where I was really fixated on grad school, and I worked very hard, and then due to some very unfortunate factors, and some of them were out of my control, I kind of got screwed over on that. And again, okay. this goes back to what we were talking about earlier. If I had, like, focused on that earlier, and, like, when I was way younger, maybe it would have been fine then, but now that may be a little out of the question. But at the same time... I don't think my, like, education – I think I'm educated enough to where if I want to learn something, I can. It's just about having the motivation. And it's like you, like you brought this up. You said I'm a creative person earlier. Yeah. I think I'm creative in certain capacities. Like, I'm not well, artistic. Well, definitely not artistic. I did not mean artistic. Or yeah, musical. not, like, artistic. But I definitely I, – I have a lot of ideas. And yeah. if I, I – like, just through sheer probability, if I just keep doing that the rest of my life, I could have a good one, you know? It's mm-hmm. it's like I, I do think that's a solid, like, thing that could happen. And, uh, yeah, I don't – so I, I don't necessarily have a career. Like, I have some friends who, like – I'm basically, like, a STEM major. Yeah. CS in particular. Mm-hmm. So I – I could – like, I have some friends who very much, like, they want they're, – they're being STEM majors, but – they want to get into the business side, but they want to be almost like management, but like in kind of techie positions, like 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 upper level, like cybersecurity positions and that kind of stuff, or like in okay. management. But like they want to start from the business side and then get like an MBA. So you're like you understand what the company is working on and you can be knowledgeable because that's yeah. what a lot of executives do and a lot of good executives. That's what they do. I don't really necessarily want to be on that business side, but I think mm-hmm. potentially I could do really well at it. Like I think there's a lot of good like. I'm good at thinking, which is shitty and sounds corny and awful, but there's a lot of, like, considerations <laughs> and other awful. stuff. But there's a lot of, like, other stuff and considerations that I think I could get down pat pretty well. But okay. I don't necessarily want to be on the business side because I think tech and ideas are really interesting. But, again, like, 
I don't really know what I want to do long term. I there was a time when it, I wanted it to be like AI research, but obviously, like if I'm not doing grad school, I would have to do that on my own, and then you'd need to be pretty established to get into that without having like the the masters or PhD to back it up. Okay. So career career like uncertain, but I I'm confident enough that it will be stable. <laughs> okay. Well, it's nice that you at least have part of the equation figured out because you don't really need to know all of that now. I also, I mean, a, lo- a lot of people define their success by their career. That's not me. I That's not me either. I agree with you. I, 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 I feel like society in general, like, kind of makes it that way. Like, you have to focus more on oh, your yeah, career. Yeah, get a good job, make a lot of money, have a big house, you, you know. It, no, it's you don't this need very that. much. It's like this external – it's like you define your success on external factors almost. By your accomplishments and stuff, yeah. Exactly. The only success I need is I know who I want to be with. I know I want to have a family. I know I want to be married. Mm-hmm. And I know where I want to be. I still don't have the career part figured well, out. You're but... also you're also going to be a, a – what's the word? Uh, you're going to be a, a trophy husband. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, an aluminum trophy? <laughs> <laughs> no. But, yeah, yeah you're going to be you're going to be a trophy husband. You know, I see, I'm a person – I've never really, like – growing up, I never really saw myself, like – yeah, this is what I want to do, and this is what I'm going to pursue. I have never really known what I wanted to do. See, I, I, I've known I've known I, what I wanted to study in college since I was in second grade. Okay. See, I'm the opposite of that. I've never known. I was. I remember senior year of high school and junior year of high school, like when you have to start applying for college and stuff, <laughs> and you had to be like, oh, I'm going to do this major. Or we have to do undecided. I didn't even know if I wanted to do undecided or not. I was like, oh. You were undecided about being undecided. (laughs) Exactly. Okay. going into college, I've changed my major maybe six times. This is is like a big overarching conceptual thing. I'm not going to get into. But so basically like. I had this conversation with a friend the other day. He asked me what my thoughts on predestination were. And okay. I, I think everything will happen, and it happens for, like, a reason. Like, I'm going to take an action right now, and it could have repercussions in the future a week from today or a month from today that I, I could not predict. But there's, like, a chain of events you can follow that will lead you there, right? Yeah. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to demonstrate kind of what I mean with an example. We're okay. talking about careers and your goal in life. I've known I wanted to study CS since I was in second grade, but I realized I wanted to study CS because I found out through CS because I learned about programming. I learned about programming because I learned about programming languages, because I learned about programming languages because I tried to make a video game, and I started reading all these things when I was super young, and I wanted to play video games because... Or I wanted to make video games because I liked playing video games. And I got this idea to make video games because I enjoyed playing them. And it's like, I can trace this kind of thread back through my life. And I think you can do this with a lot of other things. Like, if you if you really look and you try to kind of untangle the web and pull back the veil, there's a lot of stuff you can, you can follow in your life. And I, I think it's fascinating when to do that i just like 
I, I, I love it. There's like this feeling of like things just make sense. It's like there is an order to life, you know. What looking back like that and retracing your steps? So yeah, here's here's another example. Um, I I can think of I am in the position I am in life right now. A big factor in that was in high school. I took Latin. You know, mm-hmm. I took Latin in high school because I had a conversation with my sister who had a friend who said Latin was hard. So one of my sister's friends told her it was hard. Or sorry, told her German was hard because I initially wanted to take German in high school. Yeah. So I heard German was hard. So I didn't take it and I didn't want to take Spanish because of grade school. Those are like specific threads I can trace back that led me along a certain path. Okay. And I think I think that's so cool that like I I haven't really ever met people who like do this. But if you just what, like who trace sit, things back like that? If you sit and think, you can find these causal like chains of events that can explain so much about your life. I've never really thought about it like that either to be honest. I, I've never that always scares me to do that. If I'm being honest, to think about like <laughs> where I'm, I'm, I'm a very fearful person about the past and the future. So I'm fearful about the past. I don't know. I just, I live in a constant state of worry, I guess, is how it could be described. <laughs> Worried about I'm not doing enough to get to where I want in the future. And then I worry about, oh, well, I didn't do this. So now I can't do this, 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 or this. And that's just like a personal thing that I need to work on overcoming. But I, I'm sitting try down to and retracing would honestly probably be I think a you helpful should. thing to do. I think, I think everybody should. I, I think it's led me to a lot of crazy revelations about stuff. Like, obviously, I could get more detailed and intricate examples, but I'm being deliberately a little vague about stuff. And I've traced a lot of these threads a lot longer and more specifically. But again, I don't want to go into the exact details for a lot of it. No, that's you know? fine. I yeah. mean, even if you just sit down and, like, do a journal about what you did today, that's just, like, a very small example it's, it's of something you meta, can talk about. It's meta-analysis. Yeah. That, I think that's what, honestly, I think meta-analysis is one of the things that, like, really, like, sets you aside and, like, makes you, like, smart on something. Like, once you think about how to think about it. And, like, the more levels of that you can do, almost the better you get because you can realize mistakes in your thinking about stuff. And it allows you – it's like it's like error correction and stuff. Like, if you did a math problem wrong, but then you learn how to properly think about doing the math problems, but then you make a mistake with that process at some point, then you learn how to think about the thinking about it. And it's like it builds up these levels and it, like, really extends these skills. But let me. I'm gonna go back. You said you think about stuff and like if you're doing enough to get to certain places in life. I. You like Star Wars. I like Star Wars. Star mm-hmm. Wars is great. Do you know what the inspiration behind the Force is? No, I do not actually. It's the Tao, and that's that's this concept in Taoist philosophy slash religion. Okay, it's also mm-hmm. called Taoism or Taoism. Have you heard I've of heard it? I've heard of Taoism before. Yeah. Okay. So basically, brief history of Taoism slash Taoism. There's this guy, oh, I almost said Sun Tzu, that's not right, who people aren't Dark even sure. Of war? No, it's not him. But there's basically, it's, is it Lao Tzu, Lao Tzu, something like that? But he's basically this guy who people aren't even sure if he exists. And he's like the origin of the teachings, though. So 
there's this really famous parable in Taoist slash Taoist philosophy. Okay. It's the parable of the farmer, okay? I'm going to tell this to you. Okay. And I, I want you to you. genuinely think about it. Okay. There, so go go back thousands of years. We're in like early dynasty China, okay? Mm-hmm. There is a farmer who lives in like a very small village, maybe three or four houses in the village. And it's a very poor community, very like kind of bare bones. They, they farm, they provide what they need, okay? Yep. So the farmer has a son. One day his son is plowing the fields and he's on a horse because it, it, it's helpful. And he falls off the horse and he breaks his leg. All the other villagers come over, and this is only, like, three or four other people. They all give him, like, these condolences, like, oh, sorry, like, you must be so upset, like, your son is hurt, like, he's injured, this is so bad, blah, blah, blah. And they go, like, how do you feel about this? And the farmer says, it's, it's, okay, it's fine. And all these people are confused, they're like, you're not, like, sad, you're not upset? And he basically says, like, no. This is what happened. And I can't kind of change it or control it. And then a little bit of time goes by, maybe like a week. Not enough time for like a broken leg to heal, right? That's very important, very integral to this. And China or the dynasty or whoever, whoever controlled basically the area went to war and they started conscripting troops. So military people come to the village and they and they conscript all the able men to fight okay the farmer is too old to be called and they can't conscript his son because of his broken leg Mm -hmm. now all the remaining people in the village they come over and they go oh my goodness this is crazy can you believe how what a stroke of good fortune it is your son didn't get conscripted i'm so sad my son's going off to war that's I like you must be so happy that happened. You're so lucky. And he says it is what it is. Okay. Yeah. And then, um, I'm, I'm getting a little hazy on the end of the story. But so I believe. How dare you not memorize the farmer parable? Then it goes along the lines (laughs) of, basically, I think maybe the the son went the son. After his leg healed, he went back farming. I think he got maybe, like, bit by, like, something. By, like, an animal or, like, a bug or something. And I think he might have got sick and died. And basically, the people come over and they go, oh, my God, it's so sad. And it's like, it is what it is. And it's, you can't, a lot of the times, you can't preemptively determine these chains and these consequences of these things you can do. But they exist and they will happen. Okay? okay, I think that's a philosophy that I've really, since I learned about it, I've worked very hard to kind of adapt that to part of my life. Something bad may happen. Think about it. You may like fail a final exam or whatever. You might fail a class, but that may seem awful in the moment. But you really don't know what the long-reaching implications of it. Like his, it's a bad thing. His son broke his leg, but he didn't go off to war and didn't die because of it. So you could argue that's a good thing. But then his son died. He could have lived in war, but he died because he was farming. It, mm-hmm. you, you don't know how things are going to play out. Once it happens, you can kind of trace it back. Like these threads I'm talking about. Yeah. But it, 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 I think it's great for personal perspective. 
No, that's so, a good way to think about things. Think th- yeah, exactly. I'm a I'm a big fan of the philosophy, honestly, because it's there's obviously some slight variations to it, but it's not it's not one of the it's not like a major religion or philosophy. It doesn't get caught up with God. It doesn't get caught up with these like external entities. It's just the Tao exists, and the Tao is kind of indescribable. The Tao is basically everything, and it's also not everything. It's like the Force in Star Wars. It's yeah, like, I can see the parallels. Uh, yeah, exactly. It's now the inspiration for Star it. Wars. Yeah, it's it. Think about this like this basically underlying link between all things, and think about when we come up with a concept for something, the Tao becomes that because the Tao is like us having a concept for something. Okay. And it's like just by the nature of we have a concept of it, even if it doesn't have a name or we can't like visualize it or draw it, you know, just the thought of it, like the fact that somebody thought of it or imagined it, it becomes part of the Tao. It's like just this, it's basically this underlying existence of stuff in some capacity. This got like randomly deep. No, I but, don't even but, know how we got onto this. I, I think good. it's a very, I think it's a very helpful philosophy for a it lot is. of people. It's a good way I, to think about it. I think I think you I think it would help you a lot. And it's it's very difficult in certain circumstances. Like for example, like I like I've had situations where like I've done very poorly in like classes in college or like I've failed exams or you know whatever's happened or like something bad has happened. Yeah. And it, it may be very hard to look at in time. But you genuinely don't know what that's going to lead to in the future something bad happening today that maybe is like just a little bad or even if it seems like awful world ending Mm -hmm. the world's going to keep on spinning things will continue happening like like think of think about it is like you don't know like you for example like you were unable to get a job this summer what if something life-changingly amazing happens because you weren't working this summer you know like a right place right time kind of thing yeah I think that would be helpful to start just like relaxing more about like, oh, well, this happened. Well, it's, it's a, oh, well, it happened. Exactly. It's, it's, see, I almost called it a hands off approach. That's not really the case because you obviously like, there are things you can do that like seem to lead certain directions, but it just, things aren't absolute. The direction will go. Yeah. And, and it's just, you shouldn't, like, just give up on life and just kind of, like, be, you shouldn't just be an observer, you should still be a participant, but mm-hmm. it's, it's basically, like, you cannot stress out about things that are beyond your control. No, that's a good way to live, and I think there's a lot of people like myself who could benefit from I know what, seeing life more that way. I know it's helped me an incredible amount, honestly. It's <laughs> genuinely been, like, a life-changing difference. Well, how long have you uh, been doing this? I mean, I really learned about, like, Taoism and Taoism. That was only, like, that was maybe, like, two-ish, three-ish years ago. Really hasn't been that long. But I, I think it's it's helped me a lot. Oh, here's a here's another fun example of a thread. So, last summer, I worked at a job, right? Yeah. And then this year, I, when I, or, like, recently, when I had, like, a career fair, I made a mistake on a resume, Mm-hmm. I messed up my email address on a resume. So I don't know if I got a lot of responses from companies because they couldn't get in touch with me. Yeah. But I got a return offer. And because I didn't get any other offers from companies, I accepted the return offer. Mm-hmm. A lot of companies that I applied to 
canceled their programs because of the coronavirus, the one I got a return offer from did not. Think about that so, as yeah, like, there a, you go. my own little personal example. I thought it was bad that I wasn't branching out and doing more, but I'm going back to a company I enjoyed working at, and I do have a job. So it worked out perfectly. But you never know. Something bad could happen at my job, you know? It's it's you 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 can't take things as an absolute based off of what you know. It's you you gotta very much just go with the flow a little bit. No, that's a good way of putting it. That's kind don't, of like exactly don't swing, how it is. Don't swing too strongly one way or the other. Don't think things are gonna be the end of the world and freak out, but don't get overly happy. Yeah. No, I understand. I understand exactly what you're saying. I'm surprised that you believe in something like this because I know you're not really a super religious person. <laughs> this is a so conversation. This is kind of surprising to hear. This is a you. conversation I had with with a, a friend last night, and I'm going to try to kind of re rephrase my explanation to him in a succinct way that makes sense. Okay. Put aside, kind of. So. The universe is finite. That's the place I'm going to start, right? Yeah. Resources, energy, matter, mass, all of it, it's finite. So, pretend, right? Pretend kind of outside the bounds of reality. Say, say that there there was a god, right? Okay. Say you were immortal, you were invincible, you had infinite resources. You were not bound or constrained by anything. Mm-hmm. And you were outside of the world. In theory, if everything is finite, then if you have more resources at your disposal than are in this kind of environment or system, you can describe how the system will behave. Okay. So th- think about it. I'm gonna get in a very sense. Think about it. If I'm standing outside and if I have a tennis ball in my left hand, I put my hand out and I drop the and I I sorry I don't drop it. I I open my hand yeah. and the tennis ball it will fall. We know what's gonna happen. We can describe that. Mm-hmm. Now pretend you had oh no you had the correct notation, the correct mathematics, the right science you needed to describe the very basic level phenomena that drive our universe, okay? At the smallest possible scale. Okay. Not say obviously, like, I don't think humans could do this. I think it's kind of out of the bounds of our comprehension, right? Mm-hmm. Say you could do that. Then, if you had this system, then by, by knowing, by choosing an action, so say, say I decide to... I decided to go get food after this. I'm not going to do that. I have food. I'm just going to warm it up. But that could have some implication in the future. But if you can perfectly describe the system and the like, the system that is makes up the universe perfectly, mm-hmm. then you can completely accurately predict what's going to happen next. I don't think it's predestined necessarily, but there is an order and a working to the way the universe flows. It's like these webs I was talking about earlier. Yeah. Everything has these implications and they kind of ripple and bounce around and distort. So it's the effects of it aren't abundantly clear, but there there is this logic to how everything flows. And if you could describe that perfectly, then you would know what I'm going to do in one week because you're going to know what I'm doing 
tomorrow you know it's like you can use that then to build up this future information yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i get so, it. so so if there was a being like that like a god for example who who, who had this system perfectly described you could know what i was gonna do it's mm-hmm. not necessarily predestined because i don't know what i'm gonna do and it hasn't happened yet but it's it's perfectly describable it's I think Taoist philosophy gets to this in a way, but that's kind of my view of the universe. It's not necessarily that there there is a god. It's just that even if we can't describe it, the universe is a system. It's things that happen. We may not have the means to describe it properly, but it, it does exist, which means there is an order and a reason why things will happen. Like even if even if say there's some super tiny new thing that explains why like matter and mass and everything happens in the universe you know some small level it's like a particle or whatever you know it's like Mm -hmm. the very base component if you can map like you could then use those to know how those are going to interact and then you repeat this process millions billions trillions quadrillions of times then you describe every system you can describe everything that's going to happen built on those I don't I know. know. It, I don't it, know what how to respond to that. I'm it sorry. It take it takes a minute for it to sink in, but that's very much my view of the universe, and I think that's very kind of in line with this Taoist philosophy. Is everything will happen, and it, you can retroactively trace it back, but we don't have an advanced enough knowledge or understanding to see what's going to happen in the future. I I don't know if this is just like me, but whenever you talk about like well, not just you, but like whenever the discussion of like the universe and like who we are and why we're here and all that stuff. Whenever you're talking about stuff like that, do you ever get like a weird, like feeling like in your stomach? Oh, I know or, like your chest. Like, like it's, it's not like fear, but it's just like, it's an uneasiness. limbo. Well, yeah. you, you feel, you feel it's like, well, if what I'm saying is true, if there really is like this system and this logic and this ordering to everything, then you are here as a result of previous actions and it's like you were guaranteed to be here at this moment at this time mm-hmm. it's it's a little bit eerie it's it almost does kind of say fate is a little bit out of your control but at the same time i would argue in a capacity it is in your control because you will choose what actions you're going to take in the future but i mean even at some level if you could desc- if i could describe your brain perfectly and i knew everything that if, if i could describe your brain perfectly i could say what you're gonna do immediately after we stop recording this and then i would know what you're gonna do after that because i know what you're gonna do immediately after it's like i can build up this like these steps so then do you think that there is any like free choice that we actually have or do you did you say you believed in predestination it's not – I mean it's – I, I, I feel like it's hard, a straight answer. It's hard to classify if it's predestination. I think this system and this logic and this ordering to the universe does exist. But I mean since I – this podcast hasn't ended yet, I don't know what I'm going to do immediately after. You don't know what you're going to do after. You know, It's like we don't know what's going to happen. So in a sense, it's almost like it's not predestined. But if you could describe it, which is impossible, then you would know what you were going to do, which is why I, I – it's almost a weird gray area it's like so there's this impossible system that like where this there's this way to describe this system that's impossible because like obviously like within a system you can't describe the thing itself kind of you know yeah like 
I can't describe the entire universe with only what's in the universe because you need more than you have available to do that. Mm-hmm. So it's impossible, but, 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 but. If it, like, theoretically exists, then it, it drives everything, you know? So I, that... it's, I can't necessarily say it's predestination, but in a way, if I can accurately determine what you would do in a week, I guess it kind of wouldn't. I guess it kind of maybe would be, but it, it's very it's very difficult to say. So... I feel like I, I cannot accurately make a statement on if I believe in, like, destiny and fate. Okay. So then you're in like this gray area where you don't believe in free, well, where you kind of believe in predestination, but you kind of believe in free choice. Yeah, I think I think if it was possible, like say I say there is a god and I I got access to like this model, I could see what you're gonna do in a week, but you don't know what you're gonna do in a week. It's just gonna be this series of actions and things that happen up to that point and in your life that will determine what you will do at that time. Okay. But as of this time, it's unknown to me. So it's kind of like, it's not, because this system can't exist in our reality, it's, like, because I can't describe it in our reality, and I can't predict it, there is this uncertainty, but if you were potentially, like, outside of the universe, like, if a god or, like, gods do exist, then it's, it's sort of like, meh, it's kind of predestined, but, like, for us, it's not. Well, I, cause well, from what you're describing for us, it's like an illusion of choice. Like you have these choices, but the consequences are mapped you have out options, for each choice. But, but you make a choice based on things that have happened in your life. Okay. Okay. So that influences it, and if you could, it's it's like it's think about it like like football. If you could build a perfect model of every single factor accounted for you could describe you would know exactly who was going to win every game mm-hmm. well see then that's a whole nother interesting discussion that could take hours full circle full circle coming back around <laughs> but yeah right it makes sense uh, yeah i this, understand it i spent a lot of time thinking about philosophy because i cannot sleep i will lay in bed at night and be unable to fall asleep so i'm left with nothing to do but think can you not sleep? Why can't you sleep? Are you just like not tired, or do you have like sleep anxiety? I or... will lay down and I will feel exhausted, and I will close my eyes and I will sit there for like thirty minutes. And so even if like I'll lay down and sit there for like thirty minutes, I'll be exhausted. My eyes will be closed. I'll be like, oh, I just like I'm so close to falling asleep, but it just doesn't happen. So I don't then know your body, your body is tired, but your mind is awake. Yeah, that's how I describe it. It got really bad when we started quarantine because I wasn't going to classes. So I and like once like in like when you're not like in school, I think my like brain doesn't necessarily get as tired always. Well, because it's just like the sense of the awake. routine too. Like your routine got disrupted, and now you have to get used to this new normal. And it's well, I wouldn't say to. it's routine. I I guess yeah, it is routine, but it's like say say you need to get to like a certain level of tiredness to fall asleep. Yeah. Um, like, physical and mental tiredness, if I go from having classes all day and doing all this stuff, and that wears me out, and that gets me to the level I need to be asleep, I'm not doing that anymore, so my brain isn't getting as tired as it's used to. Yeah. But it, it very much is routine, I get what you're saying. Like, you adjust to your current state. Yeah. No, yeah. So, do you still have this problem? And this is just what you think about? Uh, I was up to, like, 
I tried to go to bed last night kind of early. I was I would think I was in bed till like four-ish, and then I woke up at maybe like ten this morning, so I didn't get a whole lot of sleep. Is that like regular for you to get like six hours of sleep? Uh, it's not. Sleep? It's not regular, but I. I mean, I start work soon, so I didn't want to wake up at like three p.m. I wanted to be kind of okay. up at a better time, so I was so like, you forced I woke... yourself to get up at this time. I didn't force myself. I just woke up and didn't go back to sleep. Okay. Because I know there's. I feel like sleep issues in general are like more prevalent now than they were before, just because of like the way society is and the way we all operate and like the introduction of technology with like screens and phones and things like that. I feel like good sleep is harder to come by now than it ever was in the past. (laughs) I, I could see that. (laughs) <laughs> because i have problems sleeping too you know this it's not know, as bad as you I know, I know a lot of people with sleeping issues it's for and, like a whole host of different reasons yeah but it, it's problematic because if we keep going like this it's think, only gonna get worse i think the lack of sleep has really molded me and who i am i genuinely <laughs> think it's played a significant factor in my life because i did not sleep in high school like senior year i genuinely average maybe like two to four hours a night uh lap of my first semester of junior year in college i think you know this i'm pretty sure we talked about this i actually slept maybe like 16 hours a week total well it's so weird because i'm i was the same way in high school i like never slept i would go to bed at like one or two and then i would get up at like six and now in college I go to bed at, like, the same time, but I don't have class at, like, 12 o'clock, so I get to sleep for, like, 10 hours. Oh. And then I when even... I have a job, it's going to be, like, I'll go to bed at 1 or 2, and then I'll get up at, like, 6 o'clock again. I don't it, even It's just so that. weird. I meant, what? like, I actually had, like, a semester where I got, like, 16 hours total a week, maybe. Like, I, I so was much to do. horrendously de- – yeah, I would stay up pretty much all night doing, like, work constantly. I was – this was uh this was two semesters ago. Was this just like out of necessity or did you procrastinate? No, no, no. I had a super busy semester and I I was pretty diligent and like worked pretty hard, but a lot of the skills that like again, those study skills, those like work ethic stuff, I I was better about them and I I worked hard but i wasn't refined enough in those skills to produce mm-hmm. the resulting like if you were really great at studying and you really had all that stuff down pat you you could be a lot more efficient than i was like i wouldn't okay. i wouldn't like watch stuff and put off work but i couldn't get the work done fast enough okay so it just took you longer exactly see i i know you say you're lazy i am probably equally lazy if not more lazy Like, I have the study skills, but it's just about doing them. Sometimes I just don't see the benefit of doing them. It's like, well, this test is going to go awfully, so what does it matter if I study or not? Or, well, this test is going to be really easy, so what does it matter if I study or not? And then it's just like this cycle where I watch something to procrastinate, or I'm doing something to procrastinate, and then it's like 12 o'clock the night before the test, and I'm like, well, damn it, I have to start studying now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's just a bad time. Oh no, I got a. I definitely got a lot. I got. I get a lot better in my study skills. Like each like semester that starts, I think I have significant improvement. Like I feel like my motivation. It really declined in high school, 
And it's been kind of slowly recovering since, I think. Like, at late high school, it started gradually picking up. And I think I make it further and further into each semester, working better and better. And, like, my skills are definitely improving. But there will always be, like, in every class, and it varies when it happens. There's always, like, there's a unit or something where things just seem too boring and slow. Or it's like, I don't care about this. Or it's like, this doesn't seem important. There's always that one unit in each class. And that's when it loses me. And that's when it's really hard to get back in. It's like, I'm good at maintaining the habit until I go like, okay, this is an exception and I'll break it. And then I just can't get back in the routine. It's the same thing. I've been running now for a long time and I've been doing it consistently three to five days a week, pretty much. But I know the second I take like a week or like five or six days off, it'll be really hard to start back up again. It, that's so weird too because it's it like that momentum so, keeps so me going and the second it, the second it breaks it's hard to get back i do the same thing with eating i will be super healthy eating habits for a long time and then i'll have like a busy week or like a friend will invite me to go out to eat and then i'll do that and then they might do it again the next day or like something will happen and i'll be like oh okay i'll do that and then i'll be like my habits will just go to crap that's such that's a super interesting like psychological thing because that that happens for so many people for so many things it's so easy this is, to get out of a routine exactly or to like continue with a routine once you've done it but like just the first like week of starting the routine that is like the break point of it because you can go yeah. away and be like yeah i'm doing this and then like the second week starts, you're like, well i can be a little lazier with this i guess and yeah. it just completely drops off it's like a cliff it is. You go it, up, 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 and then just go straight down. Most definitely. And this is this is a big thing what I talked about earlier. This is why I want to raise kids. I feel like I've noticed a lot of these things about myself. Because I, I think about the things I do and why I do them a lot. And I mean my kids would obviously be to some capacity like me. And I think I, I know a lot of ways I could fix the stuff I do. And I, I've been gradually doing it myself. But the earlier you start on fixing these things and doing them properly, it makes a whole world of difference. Yeah, I'm sure. I I agree. How long have we been? I feel like a we definitely time. went over. We Way. definitely went over. No, this is this is too long. This is because you were like, long. "Oh, we're gonna go an hour at most," and we can. I, I said at most. I was gonna time. cut us off ten minutes after an hour. What are we at? I, I did not. I don't want to. What say, are we at? I don't want to say. We're at an hour thirty-seven right now. Okay, this is longer than the we, last one. We have to stop. Yeah, no, no. We'll wrap this up. We'll we'll wrap it up right now. <laughs> Alec, thank you for being on. This has been a wonderful time. Well, I feel like these. <laughs> I don't really add much. I just feel like I get a lot out of you. I feel like I'm me? just here to like extract the information from you. No, like a syringe. I stick my. I go in. Okay, this is gonna turn. You almost said you go inside me. Nope, nope, I'm stopping. I'm not talking. Oh my goodness. No, that's gonna be my my new ringtone. You saying you're a syringe. <laughs> No, this thank that no. These conversations they wouldn't be possible without you. You're you're like the other half. Oh, so are we? Uh, when you talk about having children and stuff, are we gonna go to the uh, fertility bank after this episode? Yeah, I don't know if that would work. I know there've been some crazy <laughs> advancements in biological science. I don't think you could have my baby because you do <laughs> not have a uterus. <laughs> have you ever seen the movie Twins? With oh Arnold yes, I, we've talked about this extensively. 
We, we had plans to watch it. We never did. <laughs> I, I still haven't watched it since we talked about that. What was that, four years ago? Oh, too long, too long. All right, well, we got to stop. All right, yeah, I'm going to wrap this up. All right, we we will do this again another day. Because okay. it's, it's honestly been so fantastic. I've been, I have a great time doing this. I know, these are fun. I completely lose track of time. You've been amazing. Thank you very much for being on. Do you have any, any final things on. to say? No, I just... I love being on. I hope I get to continue to do this, and I hope you see success with this because this is a lot of fun. Thank you. I, you know, I, uh, I'm, I won't go too deep into it because obviously we can do it, but yeah, I don't, I don't care too much about the success. I just think it's really fun to do. I mean, the fact that we just lose track of time so quickly, it, it shows like how much fun it is. And yeah, I mean, if you're exactly. having fun, and I'm not really, it, it, I don't spend too much effort on these things. It's like that's all that really matters. Anyways, all right, everybody. I hope you all have a nice day. Make sure to go check out my website, being-fed-up.github.io. Bye-bye.